time. Time now for the Natural Health Show. This is the place. The one and only Natural Health Show. For natural health information and conversation. It's the Natural Health Show. Coming to you in three, two, one. It's kind of like debugging your system. Restarting it. Defragging it. Uninstalling it. And reinstalling it. Making it right where it went wrong. It's a rebuild. And come to think of it, we're a rebuild when we take back control over our minds, our bodies, and our medicines. Our revolutionary rebuild starts anytime we want to make change and take control. We're here with some tips on how to make that happen. Welcome. I'm Steve Herringer. This is what you've been listening for. It's the Natural Health Show, where every weekend we bring you new dispatches from the health revolution. This is your natural health environment built on the belief that our bodies can heal themselves if we just give them a chance. The Natural Health Show's Nutrition Break with Julie Danilik is on the way as part of our first segment. She talks probiotics today. She says researchers are treating the gut as an organ that has the power to affect all other organs in the body, including the brain. Julie Danilik in just a few minutes. Dr. Hal Gunn will be here with his research update, making the link between meditation practice and reduced doctor visits and healthcare costs. Some good ideas there. And Dr. Carl MD goes fermented foods. He says fermented foods have a big time positive effect on our immune system. If you think we're going for the gut today, you're right. Lots to listen for this hour on The Natural Health Show. I want to send out a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. That is Renew Life. Renew Life is making this hour possible. And we thank them for helping us bring The Natural Health Show to air. You know, we talk a lot about gut health on this very show because it's such a hot topic. But today we're going to take a different tack on the subject as we visit with a brand new guest to The Natural Health Show. Her name is Dr. Sarah Selleck. She's a well-known Toronto naturopath, a homeopathic master clinician. She's an educator and sought-after guest on radio and TV. And you know what? This weekend, she's on The Natural Health Show airwaves. And yes, we are talking the gut today and how probiotics are one of our best friends. This is going to be a great conversation, so stay with us. Dr. Sarah Selleck, welcome to The Natural Health Show. Thank you for having me, Steve. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic to have you here. And, you know, our topic, of course, is going to be gut health, but we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I I have a question that uh, every one of my new guests is asked right off the top of the show, and that is, how did you find yourself in the world of natural health? How did you get there? You know, it's funny because I I truly feel like my journey in the natural health industry started at the age of nine years old. I came home one day from school and I said, Mom, Dad, I want to become a vegetarian. And (laughs) and they were quite surprised. I had learned about it that day at school. And from there, I started teaching fitness and learning about nutrition at 16 years old. And as you know, I've spent the last decade in clinical practice as a naturopathic doctor. So it started at a very young age. Uh, It's always been a part of my life. I I live it, I breathe it, I teach it. And it's something that I'm so happy to be part of because it's such a fascinating and evolving industry. Well, aren't you lucky to have found that at nine years of age (laughs) and just follow through? And uh, I think, did I read that you were a fitness uh, instructor as well? 
Yes, I've been doing that since 16, and I just can't seem to let it go. I enjoy it uh, just way too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good thing to enjoy too much. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it was that crusty old, that ancient fellow, that Greek by the name of Hippocrates, who told us something that I think still holds true. Uh, I'm sure that you agree. He said that all disease begins in the gut. All disease begins in the gut. Do you believe that? Absolutely. I believe that, Steve. And, you know, it's amazing that without technology, you know, hundreds of years ago, that they they knew that. And Hippocrates declared that. Uh, Nowadays, we have medical advances and we have so much research, which is actually confirming that all disease begins in the gut. But it really is remarkable to think that we knew this a very long time ago. Yeah, we must have forgotten it. We did. <laughs> I'm, glad it, I'm glad it was written down somewhere. <laughs> I am too. And at least it's coming back, right? Yes, that's it's right. Coming it's, back. And knowing where to focus. Uh, and that's what we're going to be doing today. It's the Natural Health Show. Steve Herringer here with naturopathic doctor Sarah Selleck. And here's uh, what I'm reading as we continue on with uh, Hippocratic medicine. Uh, it, apparently, it, it was humble and passive. The therapeutic approach was based on in quotes, the healing power of nature. According to this doctrine, the body contains within itself the power to rebalance and to heal itself. And you are a natural medicine practitioner, uh, Dr. Selleck, and can you tell me what you believe? Do you believe that bodies can heal themselves given the opportunity? Well, I do. And I took an oath in school over a decade ago to to say exactly that. So naturopathic doctors, we do believe and we do treat the patient knowing that the body does have a natural ability to heal itself. Now, that being said, we have to keep in mind that it's not going to just do it on its own. A person's not going to wake up one day and remarkably heal. You know, we need the right ingredients, the right lifestyle, the right mindset, all of these factors play a role in a person getting better. But what naturopathic doctors, you know, and natural health practitioners believe is that if we can support the body, if we can support, you know, a person as well, just on an emotional level, that we are able to see huge transformations and shifts in a person's well-being. And that we are going to explore as we carry on uh, this hour. In discussions of the gut, uh, we we better get a definition uh, of of what's included. When you say the gut, uh, a lot of people might just think, well, no, there's the stomach. But Mm -hmm. what's included when you're talking about the gut? Well, the gut starts in the mouth and it ends in the anus. And, you know, interestingly, the digestive system and the digestive process begins when we start thinking about food. You know, maybe we're going out for dinner. We're already thinking, hmm, I can't wait to see the menu. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, we, we produce salivary amylase, uh, which actually starts when we start thinking about food, when we smell food. Uh, so before we've even sat down to enjoy a meal, the process of digestion has already begun. Uh, And of course, food travels throughout the digestive system. We want absorption occurring in the small intestine and we want full elimination from the body. So, you know, we're going to talk more about this, of course, during the show. But, you know, making sure that we have foods like fiber that will help food move from one end to the other and making sure that we're fully emptying and we really do have optimal digestion. What comes must go is what we're talking about. Exactly. Now, uh, what are the signs of this beautiful, perfect pink digestive system 
going in the wrong direction. What are the signs of an unhealthy digestive system? Well, many people now, one of the, the most common signs is bloating, right? They they eat a meal and within minutes or sometimes hours, sometimes even days, they're feeling these, you know, effects of bloating. We also have constipation. We have heartburn. We have loose stools. You know, many of my patients will say, well, I think my digestion is great because I heard that you're supposed to have two to three bowel movements a day. And that's great. But when I ask further questions about their digestive health, maybe after asking about consistency. Is there undigested food? You know, and here they start to share that they're experiencing loose stools two to three times a day. So, you know, that's not good either. So it's not just about frequency. You know, sometimes we think if we're regular that we have healthy digestion, but beyond frequency, we want to make sure that, you know, there is no undigested food. There is no mucus. There is no bloating uh, and that a person is full emptying in a very relaxed state. So if uh, we have uh, gas and bloating, is this telling us that there is about to be something wrong in our digestive system, in our digestive system, or that there is something wrong? There's something that's got to be corrected now. You know, Steve, one of my favorite sayings, and I share this with all of my patients, is that if we listen to our bodies when it whispers then we won't have to hear it scream, you know, <laughs> so, right. right. so every sign, you know, it might be minor is just a little bit of bloating and maybe people don't necessarily do something right away because maybe it's minor or maybe it comes and goes, but I can bet. And if you ask anybody who's dealing with a chronic condition, I can bet that those early signs were there a long time ago right. or that, you know, they were, they were presenting themselves in, in interesting ways. And, and, you know, we're busy people. So we often ignore these signs and we keep pushing and we keep going and living our busy lives. Yeah, and, you know, and it'll pass. It'll pass. I, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it yeah. does, but it often will come back or, you know, that whispering is eventually going to turn into screaming yeah. if we don't, you know, say, Hey, I, okay, body, I'm listening to you. What do you have to say? You're listening to The Natural Health Show. This is the place for natural health information and conversation. And we'll be back with more after we hear from Julie Daniluk and The Natural Health Show's Nutrition Break. Stay with us. Hello, my name is Julie Daniluk, nutritionist and author of Meals That Heal Inflammation and Slimming Meals That Heal. Have you been hearing about the good bacteria called probiotics? Probiotics balance the microflora in the gut, helping to improve digestion and fight off negative bacteria. But did you know that they also help with many chronic intestinal disorders as well? Probiotics can be beneficial in the treatment of diarrhea, constipation, and even inflammatory bowel disease. Scientists have gone so far as to call the collection of bacteria in our gut a virtual organ that has the power to affect all the other organs in the body, including the liver and even the brain. For example, new studies are shedding light on the connection between the composition of the bacteria in our gut and obesity. It is clear that probiotics can interact with the gut microflora and affect glucose and fat metabolism in the human body. A study out of McMaster University shows that increasing good bacteria even has the power to reduce cortisol, our stress hormone. Boost your good bacteria by enjoying more fermented foods such as live cultured yogurt, sauerkraut, and sugar-free pickles. 
Remember, your microbiome is your first line of health, so keep your insider friends happy. To learn more about the power of healing foods, visit my website at juliedanilak.com. The Natural Health Show's Nutrition Break is brought to you by the muscle ache and pain solution, MagSense. This is it, the one and only Natural Health Show, the most listened to natural health radio show in Canada. Thank you so much for being with us today. Naturopathic Dr. Sarah Selleck is my guest, and we are talking gut health. We talk about the gut all the time on this show. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious, Sarah, about the, the resiliency of the gut. Do you think that it can, you know, take a beating and come back and be happy again? Absolutely. I mean, does, doesn't it take a beating every weekend? <laughs> So, so, you know, we, we often eat, you know, sometimes processed foods or, you know, overconsume alcohol or there's a lot of stress. All of these factors affect our digestive health and our gut health. Uh, and, you know, the, the digestive system is very resilient. Uh, what I will say that I, I would love for the listeners to really, you know, hear this one is that with all of the things that we do that may not be the best for our digestive system, with these chronic conditions that we sometimes feel are not treatable, the amazing news is that they are. And we see huge transformations, uh, you know, in clinic in terms of where a patient starts and where they go and where they end. So it is remarkable. It is very resilient. Uh, but again, it doesn't mean that we need to stress our digestive system. If we can do things to make our gut health happier, why not? Why not a happy gut, right? No, that, that's a very positive message uh, that, uh, you know, we, we can uh, take steps in the right direction and get good results. Uh, how are other parts of the body, this is a very general question for you, how are other parts of the body affected when the gut is out of balance? So when the gut is out of balance, we see so many systems in the body affected, uh, mainly because an imbalance in the gut will increase inflammation in the body. We're seeing, you know, increased allergies and, you know, immune conditions. We're seeing fatigue because toxins and food particles are seeping through the intestinal barrier. And all of these, you know, different toxins or, or food particles really do affect our health on so many levels. So there are a lot of systems that can be affected in the body. Well, when you talk about leaky gut, which is, I think, what you're referring to, I mean, that, mm -hmm. would, be, that would be one of them where, where things are passing through the intestinal lining. Uh, how long does it take to develop something like that? You know, that's a great question. And sometimes we're a little bit surprised because these, you know, food sensitivities, you know, present all of a sudden, you know, a person say has been eating eggs their whole life. All of a sudden they eat eggs. They're experiencing symptoms of bloating or loose stools. So it can take time. It can take actually a very long time. What I will say is though, once these food sensitivities present, once we have a problem with the intestinal lining, once we have leaky gut, usually it's quite quickly that other foods will also start irritating the system or irritating a person and causing symptoms. Now that we're talking about food, let's move on to this question, which is what are the proper foods that would 
keep our gut balanced? What type of foods can we eat that are going to keep the gut bacteria the, where we want it? Well, firstly, I can't emphasize the importance of fiber enough. You know, we live in a society where we're generally eating, you know, a lot of low fiber foods. The average person in Canada is really only getting 10 to 12 grams of fiber a day. And what we want to be aiming for is 30 to 40 grams of fiber a day. What fiber will do is it's going to help move food through our system. We want to absorb our nutrients and we want to eliminate weight waste and toxins. So that's number one. If we're not eating enough fiber, it's really, really hard to achieve optimal gut health. Number two is is fermented foods. These are foods that are high in good bacteria. They're going to help support that normal gut flora, which is what we want. And they're really going to help improve a person's overall health and well-being. A look at trending news in the world of natural health. Health Highlights is uh, on the way in just a few moments. Dr. Sarah Selick is with us, naturopathic doctor. And uh, Dr. Selick, we we hear a lot these days about the gut-brain connection, and we alluded to that just a little bit earlier on. How strong do you think this connection is, the gut-brain connection? The gut-brain connection, it's very strong. And I'm so happy to see that there's so much research being done nowadays. And we're going to see a lot more in the coming years. It's a very exciting field of medicine. Uh, Essentially, where the connection is, is there's a very important nerve called the vagus nerve. And it connects from the brain stem and the cerebellum uh, to all of these important organs in the body. So digestive organs, to our heart, to our lungs. So there's actually direct communication from our gut to our brain. And I think there used to be a time where we looked at the brain as, you know, a a separate part of the body or or the gut as a separate part of the body. But now we're really understanding that there's a direct connection thanks to this remarkable nerve. When we look at the the the, the proper food, for example, or, or, or uh, a food that has uh, high fiber and affecting the, uh, the serotonin level, levels in our brain. But we also look at sugar also spikes serotonin in our brain. Uh, yep. So, you know, it's kind of a, it, 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 it's it's a mystery, really. For example, foods that do trigger the serotonin levels or, or boost them, that's good for our brain. But Again, some of the foods that aren't so good for us, sugar-laden, for example, again, they also boost the levels of serotonin. And Steve, that's why we have a society that's addicted to, you know, sugars in these foods, because we actually feel pretty good initially after eating these foods. But we want to look at what are the long-term effects, that's right? right. What is this doing to our body in terms of inflammation? And and long-term, you know, we're seeing increased incidence of cardiovascular disease and diabetes, all because of (laughs) these, these foods that are high in sugar. So although, yes, you're absolutely right that we may initially feel really good, we really want to think long-term. That's right. We take that dive about 10 minutes afterward, I suppose. <laughs> the, the gut is also known as, the, of course, the second brain. Do you think that the gut does its own thinking? There's a good question for you. Uh, the brain, the gut, who listens to, who, who, who drives this engine, the brain or the gut? 
Great question. So, you know, we've we've known about gut instincts and, and feeling butterflies for a very, very long time. And gut instincts, they're literally emotional reactions which are transferred up to the brain again via this vagus nerve that we talked about earlier. So the gut is the second brain, you know, and we're hearing more and more about this. It's it's remarkable, even in rodents. Again, there was another study that rats that did not have a fully functioning vagus nerve actually had less fear than those that did. So anxiety and depression and, and these messages that are being communicated to our brain via the vagus nerve tell us that, yes, the gut is in fact our second brain. It is the Natural Health Show here with very special guest, naturopathic Dr. Sarah Summit. Lots more to come, but right now, time for the Natural Health Show's Health Highlights. More with Dr. Selleck in just a moment. Stay with us. It's a hand-picked, free-range, not from concentrate, organically digitized, original program. It's the one and only Natural Health Show. Health Highlights is a look at trending news in the world of natural health. Health Highlights is sponsored by Vista Magazine. They are Canada's organic lifestyle magazine. And we thank them for being part of the Natural Health Show. Donna is here today and we are looking at round two of what to eat to have a great poop every time. It's for great digestion and yes, optimal pooping. Now, we're not going to list all nine of them again. We listed four last weekend. We have five more this weekend and here's the list. Don't forget healthy, fat-containing foods. When you want to have a bowel movement so good, you want to write your friends about it. You want to make sure that every meal you eat has some source of quality, healthy fat from natural sources from this list. Here's Donna. So, Steve, the favorites could be olives, coconut, avocado, wild-caught fatty fish, including salmon, tuna, mackerel, herring, trout, sardines, and anchovies. And don't be afraid of eating the skin and the little bones in your fish because they, too, nourish your skin and your bones. And watch out for those little bones going down your throat. Don't forget about bone broth, the collagen that breaks down from the connective tissue of bones simmered to make broth is an important component to help heal the lining of the gut. Try introducing one to two cups of bone broth to your diet it each week. And Steve, the variety could include chicken, beef, turkey, fish, and seaweed. Really want to enjoy that time on the throne? Don't forget greens and herbs. These provide perfect roughage for your colon. You'll want to aim to have an item from this list at every meal. Pile these foods on. The list is a big one, too. The list includes kale, dandelion, broccoli, arugula, collards, turnip greens, beet greens, spinach, mustard greens, all lettuces, cabbage, Swiss chard, chicory, parsley, watercress, bok choy, fennel, dill, and mint. Wow, that is a long list. Don't forget digestive-enhancing and immune-boosting foods to keep you happy. Sprinkle these spices and alliums into meals for extra flavor and those important digestive benefits. And the list of these would include turmeric, cardamom, coriander, cinnamon, cumin, caraway, ginger, cayenne pepper, black pepper, all peppers, garlic, lemon, and onion. To have a bowel movement that makes you so happy it brings tears to your eyes, don't forget the supplements. Depending on your specific needs, some of these supplements may be helpful for optimizing digestion. 
and the list for optimizing digestion would include aloe vera, magnesium powder, marshmallow root, licorice root, slippery elm bark, activated charcoal, spirulina, chlorophyll, rose essence, and of course, those digestive enzymes. Yes, and of course, if you want to uh, review these extremely long lists of digestive helps, well, you can do that by listening back to our uh, Natural Health Show at our website, thenaturalhealthshow.ca. This program will be up on our website Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning. So if you want to check some of these lists out again, you can do that. This slice of life comes to us from Robin Yokelis from mindbodygreen.com. Thanks, Donna. Thank you, Steve. The Natural Health Show's Health Highlights is sponsored by Vista Magazine. They're Canada's organic lifestyle magazine. Ask for Vista Magazine at your local natural health store. Back with more in just a moment. The revolution continues as we search for the ways and means of taking back control over our food, our bodies, our minds, and our healing. You're listening to The Natural Health Show, and Steve Herringer here, along with naturopathic doctor Sarah Selleck. And uh, we did talk about um, some of the foods that can help us um, with this gut balance. Uh, And and I want to get back to that for a moment and talk about specific foods, uh, Dr. Selleck, that are going to assist us in, in, in balancing our gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve, my mother has been fermenting vegetables all her life. And I remember as a young girl, I would say, ah, mom, what are you making? Uh, but, you know, now we, you know, there's this huge movement with fermented foods and, you know, kombucha is fermented tea, which, you know, many people are enjoying now, especially in the summertime. We have kefir and kimchi and also bone broth. You know, I would love, you know, to, to emphasize the importance of making bone broth. It's excellent for reducing inflammation in the gut and essentially soothing and healing the gut. Now, when we talk about inflammation in the gut, if it starts there, uh, this inflammation, can it, uh, d- does it become systemic mm-hmm. beginning in the gut? For example, we talk about uh, some uh, mental diseases uh, has, as being um, a result of inflammation in the brain. But do you think this inflammation starts in the gut? Yes, it does start in the gut. And again, coming back to leaky gut syndrome, when we have these holes in the intestinal tract lining, we can essentially see these inflammatory cytokines, which are inflammation messengers. They can travel up to the brain. And if they cross the blood-brain barrier, that's when we see increased you know, rates of you know, Alzheimer's disease, maybe Mm -hmm. brain fog, Parkinson's, there's a lot more that's going to be going into this now, of course, because it's, it's very recent in the past few years that we've made this connection, but it's remarkable to see that gut inflammation actually leads to brain inflammation and leaky gut can actually result in leaky brain. Oh my God. Leaky brain. (laughs) That's a new term. I'm going to use that one. Let's keep our gut happy because, boy, does it influence our mind and our body. Let's get to some natural remedies, uh, Dr. Selleck. How can we heal and repair the gut with natural remedies? 
Well, the good news is that there are lots of natural remedies. As naturopathic doctors, we use these in clinic all the time. Uh, But there are three steps. So although there are natural remedies that are going to support repairing the intestinal tract lining, we really, I can't emphasize enough the importance of nutrition and supporting this process of healing. Number one, if a person has food sensitivities, those foods must be removed because it's very difficult to repair and heal the gut if we're constantly aggravating the gut with foods that it simply does not respond well to. And what's interesting is a lot of times we associate food sensitivities with wheat, gluten, dairy, but in many cases and in clinical practice when I run a blood test, I often see surprising foods like kidney beans or apples. So a person would need to remove all offending foods from their diet. Number two, when it comes to rebuilding this gut lining, we're looking at ingredients like L-glutamine, N-acetylglucosamine. These are really great for tissue repair. Uh, And, you know, different herbs like marshmallow root, love, love using that in clinical practice. Cranesbill root, another wonderful, wonderful ingredient to soothe the digestive tract. So lots of natural remedies. And if the leaky gut gets repaired, uh, these uh, symptoms of some sort of allergy or, or sensitivity should not be there anymore. Exactly, exactly. And the good news is that we can repair it, right? So we're we're removing these offending foods is step one. Step number two is what are those natural ingredients that are going to help soothe and repair the intestinal lining? And number three, we've got to emphasize, I can't emphasize it enough, the importance of probiotics, which are going to help restore that good gut flora that we need. You are with The Natural Health Show. Thanks for being part of the program today. Still to come, our research update from Inspiration. Inspire Health and Dr. Hal Gunn. Probiotics, uh, they, of course, are bacteria. So when we add these bacteria to our gut, I'd like to know what the action is. I mean, when we're trying to balance our gut bacteria by supplementing with probiotics, what is the action? What's actually going on? Well, the action is that they're essentially presenting a barrier to invading organisms. So if we think about having an army, you know, prepared in case there's an attack, that's what probiotics are doing in our gut. Uh, On top of that, they also help produce important vitamins. They help us with digesting our foods. And they really do help control uh, any overgrowth of bad bacteria, yeast, or fungus. So they have a lot of important actions. And and where are they going? Going. I mean, when you when you take a probiotic, what's the final resting place of this of of this bacteria? Well, that's a great question, Stephen. It does depend on which strain we're talking about. So different strains will go to different areas. Mostly, though, it is the large intestine, which bifidobacterium tend to colonize uh, the large intestine. And then we also have the small intestine. So lactobacilli are more prevalent in the small intestine. So uh, if you use a probiotic, it's going to go to both places or it depends on what probiotic you're taking? It depends on what probiotic you're taking, which is why it's important to look for a multi-strain probiotic so that those bacteria are going to go to both areas. Okay, so we have a multi-strain. When we see the number 10 billion, 20 billion, 15, 50 billion on a, on a bottle of probiotics, uh, what is that all about? I mean, I want to know, is, is more better? Is it better to have a higher potency, which I believe that probably is, is a 50 is, is more potent than a 25, but what's, uh, what's good about that? 
So, so more is definitely better. So it's important to make that point. If somebody's taking 50 billion cultures versus 2 billion, they're going to get a lot more benefit from a 50 billion culture. But again, we want to make sure that there's also the right strains. And for different conditions, we also want to be recommending a different amount. So sometimes if I have patients who have been on multiple rounds of antibiotics, I'm recommending a hundred billion culture probiotic. Uh, and for cases of ulcerative colitis or irritable bowel syndrome, we found and studies have found 80 billion to be most effective. So, you know, as a general rule, I'd say most of my patients are taking 50 billion, uh, you know, a daily probiotic. But again, there are times where that may defer. Here's a question from a different direction. Do you think the gut of a vegetarian is any different from the gut of a meat eater? Ooh, great question. You know, I, I think that that they definitely do have different guts because we do know, and this is from research, that meat, eater, meat eaters tend to have higher inflammation. However, that being said, you know, a lot of times with the vegetarian diet, it's not necessarily the healthiest. They often have a lot of processed soy products in their diet. Uh, you know, we really want to recognize that optimal gut health is dependent on a natural whole foods based diet with the right amount of probiotics, good fermented foods and adequate fiber. So whether you're vegetarian or a meat eater isn't necessarily going to determine the health of your gut. It's more about, are you eating a healthy diet? Are you, you know, balancing your gut flora? Are you getting adequate fiber, 30 to 40 grams a day? That is an excellent answer. Thank you very much. Naturopathic Dr. Sarah Selleck is my guest. You're with The Natural Health Show. I'm Steve Herringer. Let's get to our research update now from Inspire Health. Here's Hal. Hi, I'm Hal Gunn, a physician at Inspire Health. Did you know Meditation may reduce doctor visits and healthcare costs. In many countries, a small percentage of the population accounts for a large share of healthcare costs. Stress can be a factor in many health problems, and approaches that help to reduce stress might also reduce healthcare needs. A long-term study looked at the medical costs for a group of high-cost members of a provincial health plan who chose to learn meditation. Their healthcare costs were compared with those of a matched group of high-cost people who did not practice meditation. In one year, the group who practiced meditation had medical costs 11% lower than those of the non-meditating group, and after five years, the total reduction was 28%. Stress management is important to our well-being and can be achieved with meditation, yoga, and relaxation with visual imagery. For more research on integrative cancer care, please check Inspire Health's free online research information system at inspirehealth.ca. The Natural Health Show's research update is presented by Inspire Health. Investigate inspirehealth.ca. Right here, right now, we have something to add to your natural health library. It comes from Brenda Watson and our good friends over at Renew Life. The book is titled... The Road to Better Health. And it goes to the 11th caller at 1-855-333-8647. All you have to do is say, I listen to the Natural Health Show Revolution and Brenda Watson's The Road to Better Health is yours. 11th caller at 1-855-333-8647. More with the Natural Health Show in just a moment. Stay with us.
Hey, it's all about taking back control of our own health and our own healing the natural way. Welcome back to The Natural Health Show. Gut health is our topic. Gut bacteria seem to determine whether our brain will become diseased or not. We talked about that. It's almost too simple, isn't it? But at the same time, it, it's holistic in a sense. Uh, let's discuss that for a second, uh, Dr. Selleck, about that connection again between uh, a gut that's diseased and a brain that ends up diseased. So, so the gut bacteria, there's more, again, more research coming out to really support that these gut bacteria are communicating messages to the brain. With lower gut bacteria, that good gut bacteria, we're seeing increased rates of depression and anxiety, even things like fear. You know, they're finding that it's heightened when we have a lack of this good bacteria. So there's definitely that strong connection. We want to really reiterate that message so that we're looking at brain and gut as being connected, as being one. Also, we did briefly touch upon inflammation in the gut and how it affects the brain and it's causing brain inflammation. So we're ha- we have a huge problem that we really need to be addressing. What is it that's in our diet? And, and also, I wanted to ask you about whether it's, you know, is it our food supply that's causing, uh, you know, this, this um, problem with, with uh, brain inflammation coming from the gut? Is it, the, is it the food that we're eating? Is it the type of food, the way we're processing it? I know this is a, a rambling and con- a question that doesn't seem to ever end, but <laughs> tell me, what do you think is, is in our diet that's causing this? Well, we eat an inflammatory diet generally. When we look at the foods that we're eating, the types of fats that we're eating, you know, fat is healthy, but we're eating the wrong types of fat. Vegetable oil, sometimes we think, hey, it's from vegetables, it must be good, but it really isn't. You know, when we're talking about healthy fats, we want to think about avocados and olive oil and, you know, coconut oil. And we're eating what's called a pro-inflammatory diet. All these processed foods and sugar promotes inflammation. On top of that, we, we're quite constipated. We're not, again, getting enough fiber. So our diet lacks a lot of important nutrients, antioxidants, vitamins, and the quality of our food has changed. Steve, over the last 100 years, our soil has depleted in minerals. It is no longer what it used to be. You know, 80 to 90% of the minerals have been lost in our soil simply because of the use of pesticides and and some of these farming practices. So again, yeah, we're not eating the same food that, that grandpa ate. We're eating different food. Exactly. I mean, di- different, uh, different bread because the grain is different. Uh, it's, everything it, is different. Everything is yeah. different. And, and so let's again talk about the chemicals that are manufactured in the gut that affect the brain. Melatonin is one. Serotonin mm-hmm. is another. Mm-hmm. If we're out of balance, are these chemicals going to our brain also being depleted? Yes, exactly. So when we're when we're thinking about these chemicals, you know, and these neurotransmitters, these messages are not being conveyed. So that is definitely the reason why we we want to be focusing on gut health. Uh, you know, we are seeing improvements in clinic. We're seeing patients getting better simply by improving their gut health. They're feeling better. They're more energized. They're not complaining about brain fog at two or three p.m. in the afternoon. So these chemicals are very 
very important. And all of them are affected by our gut health. So again, we want to reduce that inflammation in the gut. We want to make sure that we have normal gut flora. Those are the two of the best things that we can do for our health overall. Okay. And again, we can't really do a show about uh, about uh, good gut bacteria and probiotics without talking about prebiotics. Mm-hmm. So let's get a defini- let's get a definition of what prebiotics are. So prebiotics act as a food source for probiotics. They are essentially carbohydrates that can't be digested. And what prebiotics do is they help increase the colonization of probiotics and they help keep that healthy balance that we're looking for. There's so many different prebiotic foods, Jerusalem artichoke, legumes, and even organic acacia fiber. You know, organic acacia fiber is your best bet. It is high in soluble fiber. So on top of feeding the probiotics and really helping the bacteria colonize uh, in the intestines, it also helps to absorb toxins. It helps to get rid of excess cholesterol so it can be eliminated from the body. So it's probably the best source of prebiotics. You're listening to the one and only Natural Health Show. Can gut bacteria be rebuilt and fundamentally changed? And I'm wondering about whether this is something that can happen um, quite quickly or does it take an awful long time to, to change that gut bacteria if it's not right? Well, you know, our our flora is determined at birth, right? Uh, It's a big part of how our gut flora is, is, you know, a result of you know, delivery, how our mother's, you know, flora was during vaginal delivery. So it's important to to emphasize that. However, that being said, we can definitely absolutely rebuild and fundamentally change our flora. And that's where probiotics come in, eating a healthy diet, you know, making sure that those modern day stressors that we're really managing them as best as we can, because modern life, I'll, I'll be honest, Steve, it's not kind to our microbiota. Well, you know, that's, that's this thing. It's, it's not always food. It's not, I mean, it is certainly a big part of it, but the stress in our lives does affect how our stomach um, reacts, correct? And that, again, is, is going to you know, put us in a bad mood or much, much worse. So where do you think stress uh, comes into play here? You know, I think stress is a huge factor. And, you know, beyond that, there is research now that does support that, that stress depletes good gut bacteria. So when we're talking about these foods, of course, they're important. But what about stress? What about, you know, all of those other factors and even medications? These can also disrupt the the gut flora, the birth control pill, corticosteroids, you know, and we're using them a lot. So we, it, it's up to us. It's up to us to definitely reap replenish and take good care of our gut flora. Have you got any uh, stress busting tips for us today? You know, it's different for everybody. I have some patients who come to me and they say, do I have to do yoga? Do I have to meditate? And and sometimes I say, well, what would you like to do? What is it that really reduces your stress? And if they turn around and they say, you know what, Dr. Sarah, I love shopping guess what? I say, fantastic. That's what you need to do. So I think, you know, as much as I'm an advocate of yoga and meditation and deep breathing for stress management, if it doesn't work for you and it's creating more stress in your life, then that's not what you want to be doing. No. So find something that works for you. It sounds like that is retail therapy is good for the gut. I think we're onto something here. <laughs> Dr. Sarah Selleck, let's do a quick review of our conversation today and uh, cover some of the key messages that you would like uh, to pass along to our listeners regarding gut health. 
What can you? Uh, what would you suggest that uh, that our listeners uh, keep in mind at the end of this program? Okay, so gut and brain closely connected. The communication is through gut bacteria, through the vagus nerve. Very, very important. Food, nutrition, lifestyle factors, stress, as we just mentioned, all of these can affect the gut bacteria and the integrity of our intestinal walls. So if we're looking to prevent leaky gut or even treat leaky gut, we want to make sure that we're recognizing all of these different components in healing and in a treatment plan. And and lastly, you know, I really want to empower the listeners and end on a positive note that there are natural treatment options. There's a lot that they can do. There are natural ingredients like L-glucosamine and N-acetylglucosamine, which are wonderful at repairing, soothing, and healing the gut. That is a very positive way to end the program. I have one last question before I let you go. Uh, are there any natural health misconceptions? Are there things that people have got wrong? That means the average guy or gal on the street when it comes to natural health that you would like to clear up today. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. This is great. Well, I think that naturopathic doctors sometimes are are viewed as anti-medicine practitioners, and we're really not. You know, we recognize the importance of medical advancements. You know, many of my patients are on medication. Our goal is an integrative approach in medicine that is going to benefit the patient at the end of the day. We want to really encourage preventative medicine and really support a person on all levels. So as natural naturopathic doctors, we are interested in, you know, treating the whole person, not just the symptoms. And even for patients who, you know, are taking antibiotics, of course, we need antibiotics, you know, at certain points in our life. I just want to see in the healthcare system that those antibiotics are being recommended to be taken with a probiotic so that we're really doing our best to replenish that important gut bacteria. That's a very good tip. And we here at The Natural Health Show, we love naturopaths. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> That's good to hear. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for taking time with us today and, and dropping by the studio. I pre- really appreciate your visit today. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me. It was wonderful. This is The Natural Health Show, where every time we hit the air, we make a point of bringing our listeners the views and opinions of top-notch natural health practitioners. We are taking back control of our health one show at a time, and I hope you've enjoyed this particular show. I'm Steve Herringer. My guest has been naturopathic doctor Sarah Selleck. I'll be back to close the show right after The Natural Health Show's Radical Remedies. Stay with us. Time now for the Natural Health Show's Radical Remedies. A look at current research-based therapies that are making a difference. Radical Remedies is brought to you by Vitarock.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Carl, Medical Director at Vitarock.com. The power of fermented foods. We have all heard of probiotics. The healthy beneficial bacteria in our gut that helps maintain healthy function of the gastrointestinal tract including digestion and absorption of nutrients. But they provide many more benefits. They prevent the colonization of the gut by toxic and harmful bacteria. This can happen when we are not ingesting probiotics or when we are treated with oral antibiotics or chemotherapy, which essentially eradicates all probiotics in the gut. The bad bacteria then have room to flourish. These bad bacteria release toxins which cause local inflammation which can wreak havoc on digestion and absorption, as well as cause or exacerbate medical conditions such as IBS, Crohn's disease, or ulcerative colitis. 
Probiotics prevent all these harmful processes. They also have a positive impact on the immune cells surrounding our gut, which has a positive impact on our immune system and our resistance to pathogens and parasites. But most of us, when we think of probiotics, we think of supplements in a capsule form. This is an excellent choice and there are many excellent products on the market. But did you know that you can also have the same probiotic benefits by consuming fermented foods? Some examples are sauerkraut, fermented tofu, fermented unpasteurized milk, kefir, and unsweetened plain yogurt. Include these natural products in your probiotic regimen and contribute to a long and healthy life. I'm Dr. Carl, MD. The Natural Health Show's Radical Remedies is brought to you by Vitarock.com. Thanks to our guest, Dr. Sarah Selleck, and our sponsor this hour, Renew Life. Renew Life has made this program possible, and we thank them for their continued support. Also, thanks to Pat Glover and John Rothorn, who help us put this show together, as well as my lovely program co-creator, and that is Donna. You can revisit this and all of our past programs by simply visiting our website, thenaturalhealthshow.ca. We're also on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube, so look for us online. You'll also find us on City TV in Ontario and BC with your Natural Health Minutes. Don't forget to join us next weekend, same time, same space, as we look at how to improve flexibility, mobility, and range of motion naturally. That's next time. It's all good every weekend right here. The revolution continues. Be well and be back next time for more of The Natural Health Show. I'm Steve Herringer. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to remind yourself today of all the good things you've done and continue to do to make this world a beautiful place. You make valuable contributions each and every day. Oh, and yes, you are extremely good looking. And don't forget, it's you that makes this show go. And we thank you next time.